0: I got enough time to, to not deal with that, you know? you'
1: still pretty enough not to have a job. Yeah, right. Trash Talk Radio, coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington, my name is Lestro, and with me as always is the Guru. Yes sir, yes
0: sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes yes sir. And you know how this
1: goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the weeks worth of the sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all.
0: Man, I know a little something something, man. Just a little something, man.
1: It is episode 43, and Guru, this is usually the deadest week in all of the sports, but... Thanks to Adam Silver, you know we've got stuff to talk about. This week we're of course talking about the huge Kawhi Leonard DeMar Rosen deal with Toronto's own Luca from the Waterboy Report joining us on the Skype. He's gonna tell us what it's like from up there. Will the Raptors get over the hump? and what is DeMar DeRozan's legacy in Toronto? Also this week, he's gonna to talk to us a little bit about the All-Star game and the S-B. It
0: sound like a bunch of maple syrup day,
1: baby. Maple syrup for my boy from up north. Then, in segment two, that countdown to kickoff continues as the Hall of Fame game is almost on us, Guru. This week, Guru's got his top five running backs as we head towards the 2018 season. Plus, you know we've got the two-minute drill, we got a special L.A. so hot right now game time. Guru, Trash Dog Radio, episode 43. Let's roll, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> so, Guru, it is, as always, good to see you, my friend. How are you doing? Man, I'm living a
0: dream, man. Just living a dream. Don't you pinch me, man.
1: You have a good week this week, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sir, I
0: had a heck of a week, man.
1: Even in a low sports week, got a chance to uh, get out and do some other stuff? Yeah, man, I spent some QT with uh, the baby. There it is,
0: there it is. You know, got to give a shout out for the for the ladies that let us do this. Absolutely, <laughs> man, no kidding, that's we, absolutely the we, truth. We are the voice of the athletes, the voice of the people, but dang it, we are the people, we listen to somebody else's voice. That's <laughs> right,
1: there's a voice always making, checking in. Yeah. <laughs> So, I had a great sports weekend this weekend myself, man. I got to tell you, I did. A, I, I got to my first baseball game of the year. I got out to a Safeco Field in Seattle to watch the Chicago White Sox uh, lose to the Seattle Mariners. It was Pearl Jam night. Oh. Got myself
0: a fantastic hey, t-shirt. Hey, Pearl Jam! This ain't free. Send out check, baby. Yeah, With right. This check season think We finna just give you all a free advertising like that. They want all the money they're you getting know from what? me. Y'all better come do a special right <laughs> here, man. Come to the beautiful 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 emerald city man the
1: evergreen state pearl well, they're, jam they're here anyway man just come over to the show and we can plug <laughs> the home shows for you i'm telling you it's the way to go but then guru even beyond that it was a great game that the mariners won i actually got to go with my father-in-law who was in town for it and had a really good time but then on saturday i had the funniest thing happen i gotta tell you this because it's sports related <laughs> I, I talked about this on twitter more or estro on twitter uh i gotta i talked about this but i went to a weed store on saturday right
0: whoa, whoa wh- are we talking about the The grass that we cut, or you talking about... Marijuana. I'm talking about the marijuana. The marijuana. Hey, I'm sorry, marijuana. I know a lady named marijuana. Don't play. Don't play. <laughs> don't play. Now I know she's an <laughs> no, old not lady. Her. No, no, not her. her. We talking about the one that's legal yeah. in our state.
1: Legal here in Washington. So I go to a weed store, right? And I'm wearing my <laughs> Phillies hat in the weed store. And uh, we go to we go to check out or whatever. And it turns out the manager of this place comes over and he's like, "Hey, man, nice hat." And he's also wearing a Phillies hat. Uh, so what are
0: you trying to say, Lesh? Because remind you now, did you accidentally? like Ezekiel Elliott did, just went in a wee so just oh, no. to see what it was. Over. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I went in for a reason. And, <laughs> and thank God I wore the Phillies hat because the dude gave me a hometown discount because oh, I was a Phillies God. fan. Kids, do
0: not partake on what Lester's talking about unless you're in a legal state and your age of over twenty-one.
1: Yeah, and if you are, I recommend wearing a Phillies hat in just about any <laughs> store you can because it worked for me. That's what I'm saying. I won't. Wait. I don't know if it worked for everybody, but it worked oh, for me, Guru. You better wear
0: that that Toronto Raptors um hat <laughs> next time, man. For Kwai. you might get
1: something out of that. I tell you what, they got the legal weed stores up there too, and that might be the way to go. Is that Kawhi jersey gets you in a uh, gets you in yeah. there, so. Now, Guru, it was, of course, a, a a low week in sports. Did you watch the All-Star Game by any chance? Watch the Home Run Derby? Man, the only thing I got to
0: see was my man Bryce Harper do what Bryce does. But I, uh. saw, a few, I saw a few highlights, man. Like I told you, I was basically substituting this dead week for QT. I'll
1: tell you what, that Home Run Derby was one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. I enjoyed it immensely. I'd, I even thought it was great that that Bryce Harper came back to win it. That, that made sense to me. That was the way it should have gone. Great uh, great on both ends. That was a good baseball game, too. I know you don't care. Good all-star game. Didn't matter for anything, but it was fun to watch. It,
0: it was amazing, actually. I kind of love Bryce's swag he had. I don't know if you guys noticed it. With the national flag he had on, oh, man, man, the D.C. flag, the red and white sleeves. I mean, everything looked so beautiful. I mean, he even caught me amazed. I was like, man, I'm staring at this guy, man. Well, if this- it was a beautiful image, and just the, the last, the 19 harmony hit, the last one, and just the bat in the air, and the throwaway. Yeah, oh, not even man. a flip, a just throwaway. a throwaway, yeah. dude. Like, look at me, I am a $500 million man. Ted DiBiase, a.k.a. Bryce the Kid, the Harper, man. I'm His theme song. Every time I think about Bryce Harper now, it's kind of
1: weird. I think about the million
0: dollar man. <laughs> Well,
1: you know what? Next year, this could be the love letter that he leaves to Washington. If he goes elsewhere, they'll always have the Derby. I always do. That's the only thing we want with him. They'll always have the Derby. We
0: always got the MVP for him, and we always got that that bat throw, baby. That bat throw. The bat throw with the two-handed throw, man. Forget the old school one fling. You know the other guy fling the bat? Yep. He's Throw the bat. That's
1: what I'm talking about. Go throw that bat and get that check, Bryce. Well, speaking of getting that check and uh, and players on the move, the big news this week obviously was the giant Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan trade, which sent uh, the the uh, the Spurs Kawhi Leonard up to Toronto uh, to to play for the Raptors. This was not where he wanted to go. He wanted to go to L. A. And I love the fact that the Spurs were like, you know what, man, screw you. See you in Ontario. <laughs> Toronto yeah Toronto Ontario so that, uh, uh, that uh, said my bad Toronto <laughs> that said uh, I think we should uh, we got to check in with our boy in Toronto Luca from the Waterboy Report and you know we always
0: here TTR World of Sports Network we got play pools everywhere we going to our own Waterboy over there in Canada man to give us the bird's eye view what's really going on in the province of the Maple <laughs>
1: Skyping in let's check it out Luca Rosano from the Waterboy Report and we are back on TTR with Luca from the Waterboy Report coming to us all the way from Toronto, Canada. Luca, welcome to Trash Talk Radio, my man. My
0: favorite Canadian, baby. My favorite Canadian. Hey, you know what? You remember the last couple weeks I had my French toast? It worked last week. But today, <laughs> boy, I had my pancakes with my maple syrup. That's right. Hello, hey, I love Canada. <laughs>
1: I love it, man. I love every time I'm on this
2: show. I love the new setup you guys have. Keep doing big things. Um, uh, It's a privilege, as always, to be here.
1: Thanks, man. We love having you on the show. Always great to have you here. And uh, Luca, of course, can be found at the Waterboy Report everywhere. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. He's on YouTube is the main thing. Watch his show. Not only does he have a great sports podcast to do, this dude is out there making skits. He's out on Man of the Street.
0: He's a man of all talent. All talents. I call him the Jamie Foxx of the game, baby. (laughs) He could sing. He could act. He could dance. He could do everything he wants to do, man. He is the platinum. He is know all everything where's the awards, man where's the next podcast youtube award show because we just finished watching the SB's. now i want to know about the youtube award show because my guy right there is definitely gonna be the best youtuber when everything's said and done right there man my man luca man what's going on bud
2: wow that's high praise man i can't <laughs> thank you you enough for that that's awesome i'm doing great Great to be back on this show. We're gonna be talking about sports as we love to do. And uh, what do you guys have on tap? What do you want to talk about? Well, so, man, I always love talking to you two.
1: I gotta tell you, we had to call our boy in Toronto after the news of this week. You know, Adam Silver is keeping things interesting out there in a lull in the sports world. The obviously the huge news this week was the Kawhi Leonard trade finally moved. Yeah. And he ended up on your Raptors, man. Didn't go easy though, you know? It's so funny. Like, Kwai was talking about the
0: beach of LA, right? You know, with the blondes and wearing (laughs) nothing. And now all of a sudden, Greg Pop is like, You don't want no beaches. I'm
1: finna take you up north, baby. I love that you, too, man. We take you with no It's going to be
2: freezing here. Yeah. That's right. It's going to be cold.
1: I love that he gave the Spurs an ultimatum, and they were like, you want to be where it's warm? Enjoy Lake Ontario yeah, and in they, December. Hey, not only are we going <laughs> to ship you somewhere
0: you don't affect us, but we're going to ship you out the country so you can pay <laughs> that double tax. Now, don't think those guys. He's going to pay that Toronto tax, that United States tax, that international tax. So, quiet, Leonard. That's Greg Popovich's giving you the
1: finger the nicest way. <laughs> but Luca, man, this uh this made a major change for your team. So I just wanna ask you off the bat, what do you think of this trade? Because the uh Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, that's a big, big, big change up there for the Raptors. What do you think?
2: Yeah, first I wanna say Canada's not uh, all that bad as what you guys make it. Toronto's <laughs> one of the best cities in the world, so I gotta rep my There's truth people. to that,
1: man. But- Toronto's a beautiful city. <laughs>
2: But guys, it came as a huge shock, just as I'm sure it did from uh, both of your perspective. When I was following the story, I'll be honest. At first, I was skeptical because I didn't know the other parts that were going to be included in this deal. I didn't want to give up one of our top young prospects, like an OG Ananobi or DeLon, right? A guy who I think is going to be the catalyst for the Raptors' future. So I was a little bit skeptical. I didn't want to give it all up for a one-year rental. But then when the news broke of the actual deal and the pieces involved, and we're only going to be giving up Purtle. He's gonna be do great things over there in San Antonio. He's a workhorse mm-hmm. and DeMar DeRozan and a twenty nineteen unprotected pick. Yeah, I, I was sitting there digesting the news and I'm like, okay, if you have an opportunity like Masai did to make a trade for a top five player in a superstar driven league, I know you're not, you don't know what you're going to get for him entirely, but you have that chance to get Kawhi, who's going to immensely make your team that much better and do things that DeRozan was not capable of doing in the most important part of the season, the postseason. You make that deal. So I love the deal from my perspective. I think. If I was in Masai Ujiri's shoes, I would have made the deal. You're getting better with Kawhi Leonard. And if he's engaged and fully healthy, I have the Raptors coming out of the Eastern Conference. And that's not me just being biased. That's me talking right now as a as not only a Raptors fan, but a basketball analyst. I think it was a deal that needed to be made. You didn't give up too much. And you have Danny Green coming over. 40% free uh, three-point shooter, an area where the Raptors have struggled mightily in years mm-hmm. past, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And he's a really good, underrated perimeter defender. Yeah. So he's going to be big on that team. This move, guys, it's Waterboy approved. I love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, a lot of Raptors fans over here, my fellow fans, they did not like it because of the whole loyalty issue. Well, that's
1: the question here is that uh, your team had to do something? You know, it's mm-hmm, been, mm-hmm. it hasn't gotten over the hump. Mm-hmm. They are kind of cleaning house. This has been a huge winter for, uh, for the Raptors and getting rid of the coach, now getting rid of one of the superstars. Is this the way that, that, that they needed to go? With LeBron not in the East anymore, that sort of opened the door for the Raptors. He was the, the roadblock for yes. them. Uh, going forward, can they get past the Celtics now is the question. Is it, I mean, you got better, no doubt. Kawhi plays more defense than uh, DeRozan ever did. But uh, is this enough to now get past the Celtics? Does this get the Raptors to the promised land for this year?
2: Yeah, I think so. And first, I just want to address the the whole, you know, loyalty game. And I want to address something that Masai Ujiri, before I get into this answer, what he uh, said at his press conference, which was, it was very much true. He said that, you know, we gave Dwayne Casey, who you mentioned, and DeMar DeRozan chances and chances and chances. Mm -hmm, There's only so many chances you can give up until you lose your mind. You know, insanity, it's it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting, uh, you know, a different result. That wasn't going to change in Toronto. And the whole loyalty thing that people are complaining about, at the end of the day, it's a business. You go to work. You're not performing, you know, what happens? Your boss, he tells you that it's not working out and he's going to lay you off the leash. It's the same type of thing in the NBA loyalty you know unfortunately it's one of those things that kind of get overlooked now but if a guy isn't doing his job you have to make the move that is going to make your team better and Mm -hmm. and 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 speak to the ultimate goal which ujiri i got to give him credit he's been preaching since day one he wants to bring a championship to toronto you weren't going to do that leaving the, the team as constructed and not bringing over a guy like Kawhi leonard who at least gives you a chance now to answer your other question I do believe they can match up against the Celtics and give them a run for their money to get out out of the East. First of all, we don't even know how Hayward's going to look off of that gruesome injury. Kyrie Irving, we don't know how he's going to look following up his injury. So there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts, which can be used on the Raptors' side of things because we don't know what Kawhi Leonard we're going to get. Are we going to get the guy from a year ago or the guy who was stopping LeBron James en route to a a Spurs championship when LeBron was a a member of the Heat? So um, there's a lot of variables and questions, but I think right now you stack it against the Celtics. The Raptors have a really promising starting five. You know, you're going to have a DeRozan, a Danny Green in the backcourt. You're going to have a Kawhi Leonard. If he's engaged, he is the best player in the Eastern Conference. He's going to be able to shut down some of those players that the Celtics have, a Hayward, a Tatum. He's going to be doing justice against those guys. And then you have a frontcourt of Valentunis and Abaca. Now, Abaca has struggled... That's that's not a you know a surprise to anyone, but I still think he's going to flourish in this in this defensive now defensive minded team. And then you look at the bench for the Raptors. We're still going to be carrying one of the best benches in the yes, league, bench yes, mob that's we true. We over here in Toronto, Canada, because we only got rid of Pirtle, and he was the least. I guess valuable piece out of all the young pieces we have here. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And I'm not going to say the Raptors are going to win in four or five games, but I think they can hang with the Celtics in a six, seven game series and can and can possibly win. It depends, though. It's going to it's going to come down, I think, to home court advantage when it's all said and done.
0: So, so how do you how do they feel as far as the 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 Raptors? You know, the fan base out there. Um, obviously, everything is not solidified because Kawhi could be a different type of Kawhi, and he could be traded in a, uh, by the trading deadline. So, are you guys kind of walking on eggshell, like how comfortable it is, I guess. Do you guys feel like, oh my gosh, we have somebody for a year, or do uh, the fan base think, oh my God, it might be a rental just. Ledges- Wait till after the trade deadline to see guarantee have him for a year. So what's the emotion right now in Toronto?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question because with Kawhi saying that he didn't want to go anywhere except L.A., yes. I had said all along I didn't want the Sixers to go after Kawhi Leonard because I was convinced that next year he's going to L.A. anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I guess as part of that question, are you happy with the deal if it's only for a year and do, or do you think that Toronto, being the city that it is, convinces him to stay?
2: Yeah, that's those are really, really good questions. Well, to answer guru first, I would say eighty percent of the fan base out of the gate didn't like it because of the whole loyalty issue right. and the fact that you touched on he can be gone in a year. But I I, I wouldn't be uh, you know, I wouldn't be happy uh, if he left, obviously in a year, but I wouldn't also necessarily be mad because of the fact that we didn't really mortgage the future mm-hmm. to get Kawhi Leonard. If we included those pieces, like I mentioned, Delon Wright, OG Nobi, I would have been mad because I'm very high on both of those, you know, both of their ceilings and what they can do as players at Siakam. So I mean, if if it all works out and he leaves after a year, again, it's gonna it's gonna hurt the fan uh, the fan base and hurt the team. But you know, life moves on. And also, I think that that's an excellent point you brought up. I think Toronto can convince Kawhi Leonard to stay because you see how much support we pour over here in the North, sure. Canada. One team with the Grizzlies with the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies no longer around. We got one team. We all praise and celebrate the Raptors. If Kawhi Leonard can be the quote-unquote king of the north and he fits that bill and he starts to warm up to these fans, I think we can convince Kawhi Leonard to stay. And especially if he sees how easy it is. I don't want to use the word easy, but easier in the East to only go up against you know, two other threats at this point, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. No disrespect to Guru's Wizards, okay, but right now, <laughs> Those are the only two obstacles that he would have to get over. Whereas you go to the West and, you know, there's like there's five different teams you can make a case for making a deep run. So we saw it too, guys, with uh, Paul George. Everybody was uh, already making the decision yeah, and saying right. there's no way he's going to sign with Oklahoma City. We were saying from day one, he's L.A. bound. This is a big mistake. And what happened? He went there. He got a little taste. He liked what he saw. He, he, he gained a little bit more loyalty to that fan base and he mm-hmm. re-signed. So I think uh, it's not out of the question that he can stay past next season. If he doesn't, I mean, at the end of the day, Masai Ujiri, I'm still going to give him credit, unlike a lot of Raptors fans. At least I can say that he tried. He went for it and if it didn't work out well at least we had a player in Kawhi play for this team who I think he should give it his all because it wouldn't be a good look on him if he sits out and then expects big money in 2019 right so, he is
0: playing for a contract oh you know Guru loves them. love talk a contract year. that
2: check season baby
0: <laughs> so just a uh, two part question here real quick huh? so do you think uh, obviously the first couple of months go and Kawhi is not really what you guys think to be do you think it would be a best situation to actually trade and get more picks rather than just let them walk at the end of the season and get nothing out of it? Because you guys are already in that building mode. Um, You think it would be best benefit to get a, let's say, Alonzo Ball or, or Brandon Ingram, in a sense, for the Lakers uh, and also, in a sense, get that pick you guys gave back in the, um, to the Spurs. Do you think that also be a benefit or win for uh, for Toronto if that do occur?
2: Yeah, I think Masai Jiri is in a good situation because, again, he looks at this as one or two things. You go for it all. You try to win a championship. Then if it doesn't work out, you're headed for a rebuilding phase anywhere, uh, mm-hmm. anyway. That's what a lot of people fail to realize. The Rosen and Lowry, if they weren't going to win it this year, which, of course, they weren't, they were going to blow this thing up. So to answer uh, your question, I think yeah, it puts him in a good position. Let's just say we're in January, February. Kawhi hasn't been playing up to his capability, or he's expressed disinterest with the team. Now Masai Ujiri is put in a position where he has leverage, and he can then trade Kawhi Leonard to a contending team. And what if the Lakers at that time they're just a Kawhi Leonard away from dethroning the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Then you get it put in. You get put in a a really good si- a situation, like you mentioned that. If you know Kawhi Leonard's going to walk around February, March anyway, or around February before the trade de- deadline anyway, then you, of course, strike a deal so you can get some future assets because at that point, yeah. you would know that this team's headed for a rebuild. So d- d- it's not the end of the world just in case it doesn't work with Kawhi. I'm being very optimistic. I hope it does work. I think it will work. But if it doesn't, like you mentioned, there's uh, there's other opportunities that present itself around that trade deadline that can help this team in the future.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't work out, he becomes the biggest trade right. chip in the season that everybody's going to want yeah. so yes. that is that is a nice piece to have if you're the rappers if you're if you're Masai Ujiri that's a nice yes, piece to have is. and by the way I got to tell you that press conference that he held where he came so out classy. and the first thing he said was so yeah my apologies to DeRozan uh, for the communication on this so classy that so was classy. that was such a great press conference that it practically changed my mind on this deal you know what that, I mean like I thought yeah. I thought he handled that exceptionally well
0: see and one thing yeah. I also want want to add on most people don't realize especially being the states players you know being born and raised in the states it's very difficult having family to move all that and be in a in another city basically in a national city yeah so people don't realize why a lot of superstars megastar really don't consider the up north i i tend to see you guys get more draft picks you guys horn in with your homegrown and then they hang around but, though, yeah, they because hang around, it is a great town but it's hard for it's hard for me to say, I'm from LA or I'm from Atlanta. Yep. I'm from the South. I'm from somewhere in the state where my friends and family are. Where it's warm. Yes. And now we're going to go live in another, basically in another country. You know, as, as long as yeah. it's how close it is in another country, I think that's what kills uh, Toronto. That's what will kill basically the Grizzlies when they were in Vancouver. You guys, it's hard for yeah. mega stars yep. to come to our markets like that.
1: So now, uh, Luca, you said yeah. before, you said the magic word in there, which is if Kawhi's engaged, if he's engaged, and we can get him to like Toronto. So my question for you is, how do we engage him? What's the advice? What should he do and see when he's in Toronto, man? My, our guy on hey, the ground. Hey, I've seen some of your clips, man, so I know something I could engage
2: him now. He's got I'm, a beach. <laughs>
1: I know, I've seen the beach. Where should What should Kawhi do while he's in Toronto, man? How do you convince him to stay?
2: I mean, we got a great fan base. you got the CN Tower, and then he'll know during the game, especially the playoff games, you guys know, Jurassic Park. I think it's the only team, yeah, right now in the NBA, that hosts live outside viewing parties outside of the actual arena. Mm -hmm. So it's incredible to see that atmosphere. It's incredible to see that support. And, hey, Kawhi Leonard, you're going to have not only Toronto, you're going to have all of Canada rooting for you. So I think once he gets here, sees the friendly vibe, the the loyalty that the fans have towards their players, the niceness of Toronto fans and the Toronto culture, because you guys over there, I know you guys make jokes sometimes that we're overly polite at times. (laughs) But I think we're going to lure him with just the sheer passion and support that we have, not only for him, but just for the Raptors. And what it would mean if Kawhi Leonard can in fact be the king of the north and do something that... No Raptors player has ever yeah. done lead it, this team to an NBA finals at least. If so, he gets
1: them into the finals, he becomes one of, if not the greatest Raptors uh, of all oh. time. And that that will solidify <laughs> him, the love of the fans. That could well, that could make
0: him time out! I know the greatest Raptor of all time. Vince Carter. No. What? Drake, baby. Oh. Drake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Don't Guru, say that. I Guru, got Guru, the Vince Carter jersey ready behind me. You no, know, Guru, man. still in best. his feelings from last man, week's oh. challenge. Man.
0: I'm telling you, he's putting the Raptors on the map, baby. In fact, how come Drake wasn't involved Actually, with this?
2: You know, what? you know what? I forgot to mention that. That's a good point. Out of my whole little explanation on how to keep Kawhi here, Drake's a big part of that equation. Exactly. I totally forgot. Yeah. He's going to have a huge role he's their in convincing milk. Kawhi to stay
0: yeah, because you know how the entertainment mix. So you get, that's how it all goes. It's all about bridging that gap because yep. we're all the same. Just like in every major city. You know, L.A., LeBron wants to be around the other select other stars. Um, in Toronto, I don't think Kawhi want to be just the one. Just being around another mega blockbuster star like a Drake, I think that could be very influential as far as you're right, yeah, retaining him.
1: So, Guru, is what you're saying is, kawaii do you love me oh, are you riding hey, <laughs> hey,
0: that's what we don't, I don't know the rest of
2: the feelings. dance that's Just a hard part. That's,
1: <laughs> so luca while we have you here i know there's a lot more going on and you talk about a lot of stuff that's not just uh not just i got a diesel coming up here mm-hmm. i gotta uh you talk about a lot of stuff that's not just toronto and not just uh not just basketball now i wanted to ask you about the all-star game this week because guru doesn't let me talk too much baseball but i know you're here You have some thoughts on how to make the All-Star game a little more relevant. It's one of those things that, for the past couple of years, viewership's been down. It's not as big a deal as it once was. What are your thoughts on making the Uh, baseball All-Star game a little more relevant?
0: uh, First of all, one thing that did change, it was in D.C. this year. Shout out to my Nance, baby. That's true. That's true. my man Bryce. Yeah, when he leaves. The million dollar. The multi, 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 And I'm not talking about my tie. Multi-million dollar man. And I'm not talking about Teddy
1: Biasi. I'm talking about Bryce freaking Harper, baby. Yes, future Yankee Bryce Harper won the home run derby this year in his homestead. But, But, Luca, what are your thoughts on the All-Star game and how to make it more relevant for Major League Baseball?
2: I, I love the uh, Ted DiBiase reference with uh, the European belt behind me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that's a really that's a really good question. So I'll be honest, personally, I wasn't invested in the All Star Game. I think w- when did they make the rule change? I believe it's been in, in two. Uh, it's been for the last two years that the All Star Game doesn't mean anything. If I right. stand, stand correct, again, I think it's been two yeah,
1: years yeah. that it's been that way again. It used to be uh, for yeah. about 10-15 years. The home field, right? It was for home field in yeah. the World Series.
2: Yeah, so. that that pretty much gives away my standpoint on this. They need to go back to what was working, I think, before and having the best of the AL go against the best of the NL in a game that actually means something because all those players on those teams, especially if you're on a contending team and you know a World Series appearance isn't that unlikely, you're giving it your all. The pitchers are giving it their best stuff. The batters are hanging in there. And you make this game once again mean something. You make it... Whoever wins, that team gets home field in the World Series. Of course, a lot of people are against that because they should go, they're should they saying it should go with the notion where the best team with the best mm. record gets home field. But, I mean, it was working before. We were much more invested. The media was much more invested. I, it's not like, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think they should have just stuck with that. Uh, you know, that notion stuck with how they did things, and I would have just kept it like that. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I liked when it actually meant something. It was the best all star game in sports when it did mean something.
1: See, my only thought on that, sports,
2: baby, I like that.
1: My only thought on that, well, it's the best all star game in sports anyway, because it's the only one where the players aren't you know, you can go full speed at a baseball all-star game. You know, you can play at your best because no one's really getting hurt. NHL,
0: a, I love the NHL all-star game. Well, that new Go, one
1: with the three guys yeah. and picking and teams. The
2: NBA's was good too this year. That's one of the NBA things was I would good say. This year? Yeah, I would was, say yeah. the
1: NBA uh, the NBA model of picking teams' uh, uh, playground style yeah. could possibly work in baseball, too. You pick a couple of captains, you let them pick their teams, uh-huh, and you go from yeah, there, I yeah. would like. But I have a much more radical approach. I would get rid of uh, interleague baseball. That's what I would do. and uh, Because it used to be that the only time you would see the best of the AL play the best of the NL would be the all-star game in the World Series. So you never really got to see Sandy Koufax pitch to Ted Williams unless they pitched in the all-star game. And I would love to see that again. Yeah. That, to me, would, would make well, it more I relevant. never saw that. Well, we didn't.
2: That's no. a hot
0: take. That's what I'm saying. No so more
2: interleague, eh?
0: No,
1: I don't like the interleague play, man. I, I'm a traditionalist.
0: All right, traditionalist, wow. man. So I also
1: hate the DH. I'll get to that at some point. You're like, man, you let me go on that. I'll go on a, off on the DH. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Luca, before we let you go, because we got to let you go to your thing, we got to get on with, uh, with the Trash Talk Radio. I got to ask you, did you watch the SPs this week by any chance? Because that's the other thing that happens.
2: I did not. Uh, me I either. did not watch well, the ESPYs. Hey, I don't know. It didn't intrigue me. Danica Patrick, I know it's always tough to be front and center and make jokes, but she. I don't think she delivered. No, I um, watched highlights. You know, as being the host of the ESPYs. If I don't know. This right year, one. I just wasn't into it. So I, but the reason, I think, yeah.
0: Go ahead. My thing is, like, I don't know if it's... We're getting older if it's just uh, the, the time zone or wh- whatever it is. Do we care about a watch show, man? This is do we ever like does anybody care no. about awards show? Like I don't even care about awards show. Like I never really cared. I don't think players really cared. Because what are basically award show is a big party, right?
1: Right. It's a chance for them to get dressed up and hang out in Hollywood. For you
0: to get dressed up and then sit there for a lecture and then go party afterwards. Because what I get is yeah the more of the afterwards, after show I get from the from the IGs, from the social media, it's more afterwards what happened rather than the first
1: two, three hours of basically nothing. Now, that said, Male Athlete of the Year this year went to a hockey player for the first time. Alexander yeah. Ovechkin the picked gre- up Male Athlete. No, duh.
0: The Great a is about to pick up a bunch of stuff. I didn't watch the show. I don't need to watch it, but even I knew that. The Great <laughs> A, he don't get one. But I will take that back. Drake did do great on the, I forgot which show he did. Uh, it must be the NBA it- uh, award show he one did of one them. of them. But Drake, well, he is he's a beast. Just to give the, the, the Yeah, six I don't know Sorrento. why Danica
1: Patrick hosted that. If I if I was uh ESPN, I would have had one of their people do it, you know, that make the better jokes. You know who I would have had do it? I would have had Michael Collins, the uh the caddy who uh who uh is on Sports Center, that the stand up comedian who was the caddy. That's the guy I would have host ah. the ESPN.
2: Yeah, that that would have been a good pick. Hey, that would have been a good pick. You know yeah. who you know who yeah, I'll exactly. have next
0: time? Hey, Guru Disney. ESPN, y'all send that check up north for that international money. My boy over there, <laughs> my man, he already messed in with Stephen A. Smith. He already, You guys already know him. He gave Stephen A. the business, even though me and Stephen A. told him he's going to L.A. But <laughs> my man over there luca espn you better call that guy for the next SPs. because danica patrick you are as good as you are in your race car game because i've never seen you win a race and i know you didn't win the SPs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow that's some trash right there from uh, one of the best to say it wow <laughs> Uh, with that, uh, we
1: will say, uh, we'll say thank you to Luca for joining us once again on Trash Talk Radio. You can find Luca at the Waterboy Report anywhere on the internet, man. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. And you can find the Waterboy Report and all his sketches, all his skits, and his full-length podcasts on YouTube. Go and check it out. He is one of the best around, and we love having him here. Luca, my man, thanks for joining us on Trash Talk Radio.
2: Appreciate it, guys. Definitely got to do this again and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. This was a great time, and uh, we'll see how the whole Kawhi Leonard situation pans out in Toronto.
1: You know we're going to talk to you during the season.
0: Oh, absolutely, because my man— I'm waiting for it.
2: Kawhi!
0: Hey, you know what? Luca, don't worry, man. I love my maple syrup. And Toronto, we love you, baby. I don't care what Luca talking about. We talking bad about Toronto. Y'all help me out, Toronto. Send that check, baby. (laughs) Send that check. I need some more maple syrup, man. Luca, thanks for joining us.
2: Take care, guys.
1: Our thanks to Luca for joining us on the show. As always, I love having him, Guru. He is so good. Oh, I love man. all the stuff he's doing up there. It is fantastic. Just just great to have him on the show.
0: Yeah, man. Luca's one of my favorite, man. Uh, I just love the kid. Uh, he stands correct. He's especially what Canada is all about. I know we like to joke around. Always making fun. We always joke around down south. That's what we do. We joke around up there about the people up north. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're swell people. And- yeah,
1: and the truth is. Uh, Kawhi could fall in love with that city that is Absolutely. the kind of city that you can fall in love with that is the kind of fan base that can really uh, coalesce around a player and make them want to stay see, the, this the, could work
0: the only thing i'm weary about bro like i'm going to be honestly weary about kawaii originally from the bay area from the yeah. west coast he went to like a san diego State. he went to a school in the west coast yeah and then he got drafted by the spurs which is in the basically in the um southern hemisphere mm-hmm. so there's the weather warm warm so warm it's like when you're not quiet, it's about, what, 27, 28? Somewhere in that rain. Yeah, so it, it gets to you. No one wants to be at that stage, go to the cold, especially when you have an African-American type of heritage and descent. Uh, we prefer being closer to the equator. A little right? bit warmer. It's just, it's just what it is, man. I'm like, hey, I prefer... That's why you can see we do better in this Summer Olympics <laughs> than we do in the Winter Olympics. It's just, I don't know why. It's just what it is. The only thing you know about... My descent in the Winter Olympics is the bobsled, which was just a coincidental accident, you right, know? Right, pushing the runner. Yeah, runners. it was just a whoa They thought it was the summer. They just so happened. They're like, no, it's for the winter, you know? <laughs> and it continued. But what I'm getting at is, let's just look into that as far as it's happiness. You know, when you're not happy about things, the little things upset you. Absolutely. It could be the weather. It could be traffic. It could be this. It could be that. When you're not happy, and most importantly, when your family, your family's not happy, that's what's going to make sure you have a bad season because they don't like when you come home guess what they're going to be in your ear you know right. they're going to be in your feeling
1: you know, feelings you know. he'll be in his feelings up there with drake i love that i love that luca brought that up too that drake can be the guy to help to help make that i think that's true i i think it can go on hey by the way speaking of fans coalescing around before we uh before we uh, end the first segment here and head on to uh to talk in segment two about the about the top running backs and about the uh the two minute drill and, and in game time we just want to thank our fans here at trash talk radio for our 10k for ttr hashtag 10k for ttr Thanks for everybody out there. You got to retweet it. You got to get it going. You can find us everywhere. Make sure you watch the show on YouTube, Guru. I, I love the way it's going. What do you think of all this? Man, you
0: didn't know, man, because the, the people is doing this. It's not just us. We are the people. We are the voice of everyone, the athletes, the people. And you guys keep supporting what we're doing. We're loving every aspect of it. We just do not call to action. You guys get us to 10K. We're going to do what we have to do, be the voice and be in the forefront for everyone. So just support. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody who's 13 years and above because Lesher made a little story about his extracurricular activities. Let's be be clear.
1: (laughs) We're not Disney. But (laughs) y'all...
0: Oh, Fox. But y'all, <laughs> hey, but we take them checks though. Take Check season. But thank you guys and uh, y'all keep supporting. And when we hit that, when we get hit that 10K, because of all y'all, y'all stay tuned, man. We're going to have some special things coming up. We're definitely having some special things. So keep doing the support and we're going to keep doing what we do, which is provide you guys great content.
1: And with that, let's take a quick break, Guru. We're going to be back for segment two of the show. You've got your top five running backs. We're finally getting into the, the sexy positions, if you will, here for our top five going forward. You you we know, we've got the two minute drill, and I got a very special Los Angeles is so hot right now game
0: time for you. Stick around,
1: Trash Dog Radio. TTR. <laughs> Trash Dog Radio, back again. Segment two. Guru, you know what that means, man. You gotta give me a minute here.
0: Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir.
1: Here we go, Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com, brought to you by the world of, world of Sports Network, connecting the world through the sports we love. We got all kinds of great stuff over on the World of Sports Network. It's not just Trash Talk Radio. We got the FaceHeads Baseball Show. We got the Sports and Order Show with the attorney at sports. We got on-court, off-court. You know, we got the In My Opinion podcast with Denton Day, plus tons more. Head over there to WorldOfSportsNetwork.com and check out all the great stuff going on over there. If you're looking for me, Lestro, you can find me on Twitter, on Twitter, all The time at More or Lestro, at More or Lestro on Twitter, and the guru can always be found at Guru's Film Room on Instagram. Guru's Film Room, it's just his thoughts, just his thoughts. Just my thoughts. Baby. And as always, now you can find us on YouTube, the World of Sports Network YouTube page. Look for Trash Talk Radio on YouTube and all of the other great things we're doing. Uh, we're coming to you thanks, of course, to Avliano Productions here. So we want to make sure we say that, Avliano Productions. Give us this great look. Thank you to them. Thank you to everybody. Guru, trashdogradio.com.
0: TTR, baby.
1: So, Guru, here on segment two, you know we got the uh, we got the two-minute drill coming up and the game time, but what we've been doing is we've been counting down to kickoff with Guru's top five players in every position. Now, we went through the big uglies in the line, we got through the tight ends, and we're getting to the first of the sexy positions, if you will, this time, the running backs.
0: Yes, sir.
1: So, Guru, tell us off the bat, what makes a top-level running back? What do you look for when you're watching the film? See,
0: running backs are actually one of my favorite positions to look at. It's very easy for me to evaluate a running back. Uh, most, most normal fans are looking about what they do after they cross the line of scrimmage. What I focus on and much a lot of scouts, uh, scouts focus on is what you do when you get between, the, when you said hike, and all the way to two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. How do you get to two to five yards or two to four yards? That's how what I focus on as far as you could be a little jab step. You could be a little jump step, uh, whichever creativity you do because there's always a guy that's not going to be blocked. Right, there's this, always somebody. There's always someone. This at this level. Like we talked about the D-line, and we talked, discussed in the past how we said the D-line dominates the O-line now because there's more athleticism in right. the D-line and the O-line. Pendulum swing story exactly. defense. Exactly. So what that means, the running back's always got to make somebody miss because when they say height, there's somebody in your face. So I'm looking for a running back that I could get that quick jump stuff, that little quick stuff. All right, and also we need somebody who could also uh, be an extra blocker and passing down situation. So I'm looking for that. So I'm looking for two things. Either your pass blocker, your pass receiver. Uh, so I'm looking for both because different backs have different skill set. Mm-hmm. One of them could pick up the blocks. Others, they can't block as well, but they can receive the ball. Uh, so it depends on the type of scheme. And nowadays, different... Offensive coordinators have different skill sets, have different schemes for how to utilize a running back. Uh, you could use them for a running game for as far as a, a power game. Obviously, like the Panthers, the Jacksonville Jags, they run more for power, the Tennessee Titans. Right, those are guys that keep their legs scheme. moving that are just going to exactly, push the line. Exactly. And then you have the the younger uh, OC, like the Shanty Hands and and the boy over there in um, in the Rams. Right. Yeah, and then even Dougie P over there in, uh, in the Eagles. So they utilize more of the backfield, very multi-purpose. You, you got to catch the ball. You go on screens. You do uh, the route tree. So uh, also over there in, in Pittsburgh, what you see with Le'Veon Bell. So running back nowadays, you got to have a multitude of skill set from blocking uh, on the passing down so you'll be able to run the ball. So be able to basically, however you get your 4.3 average a game, that's what you need to do it, and that's what I look for because every one of these five running backs have different skill sets in how they average their 4.3 a game.
1: All right, so then let's just get into it with that. Guru, our top five. Guru's top five running backs headed into the 2018 season. Once again, we'll do a Casey Kasem style and count it down. Who is our number five, Guru?
0: My number five running back, big guy. I love this guy. Speaking of power, you know, this list consists of different type of backs. This guy's a bad dude. He's an evil dude. He's a bad man. He's a bad dude. And the thing I love about him, him and the ghoul got the same haircut, baby. (laughs) This is all for the baldies out there. Mr. Leonard Fournette from Ah, Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. My number five running back as a rookie last year. Over a 1,000 yards rushing with nine TDs. And we saw how his progression went. It wasn't about the total stats. It's during the end of the year, going to the playoff, how he was dominant. When you go, when you are first and goal at the one or two-yard line, I know Leonard Fournette is getting it. We know Fournette is getting it, and he still gets it, and he still gets his touchdown. Still going to get the two yards. And, and then with the addition of Andrew Newell, one of the best offensive linemen that left Carolina to add on to the Jacksonville Jaguars line, I see Leonard Fournette um, improving from that 1041 rushing yards this season to being around the 1,200 to 1,300 rushing yards this season. He will be top five this season. He ended up being top 10 um, as far as yards on the 10th side. He was a about number 10 or 9 this year. Uh-huh. But he will be a legitimate top five Russian leader in the NFL this year.
1: All right, number five from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Leonard Fournette. Guru, who you got coming in at number four then?
0: Number four, man. This I love this guy, man. All this guy does is produce, produce, produce. Nobody ever knows this guy. Nobody ever mentioned his name. But he has one of the most famous names in the city of Chicago. Famous first name. Jordan. 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 Can't go wrong in Chicago. Jordan. Mr. Jordan Howard, man. Chicago Bears Jordan Howard. The 23-year-old stud running back that no one even talks about. His rookie season led the NFL in rushing. His rookie season with 1,313 yards with a 5.2 yards average and six TDs. And that's with the
1: Chicago Bears the line in Bears, front of
0: him. The Bears got one of them sneaky lines. They got one of them. They might not yep. have a the quarterback. They have a really good line. All remember, right. Remember, my man, sitting. Remember. Oh, that's right. You remember. They I got remember. Come on, man. There's a translation here. with running backs. O-line, right? There is. <laughs> so, Jordan Howard, last year, you know, he came down with, about 1,122 yards, another 4.1 yards per carry, six TDs, Uh, so he split a little bit more carries last year than he did his rookie year. So John Howard, all he does is just produce. He's one of those guys, because he's in a team that's not very good, and nobody ever think about him. But John Howard, since he's been in the league for the last two years, has been a top five running back as far as yards and numbers in the NFL. My number four running back, I don't forget about you, Mr. Jordan Howard. I remember you from college. I followed you in Indiana, and I was always saying, this kid is going to be all right, and I still got your back, Mr. Jordan Howard, and the goo is going out and putting out there. Jordan Howard, baby, number four best running back,
1: in the NFL from the Chicago Bears Jordan Howard number four going into the season so let's uh, let's move on number three then who's the no, we're into the top three.
0: Oh man this is when the guru gets all the comments I know you guys are listening hey you know what instead of thinking about it you better comment that I want to hear your opinion because my opinion is what matters but I want to hear your opinion okay
1: that's right hashtag hashtag top five <laughs>
0: top five baby so my number three this guy um, he's out there, 26-year-old, Le'Veon Bell, Oh, Le'Veon Bell, Pittsburgh still One of the
1: big off-season stories.
0: Big season. Every off-season is a big story. So everybody loves Le'Veon. I love Le'Veon. Le'Veon's skill set is very uh, – It's put it like this. Not many people I've seen to ever play this game that has that type of running back skill set as far as his patience, how he leads, how he leaves his lineman to lead him for blocks, how he set up blocks. And he's pay, like, he's, I've never seen a guy go right in the line of scrimmage and then stop, you know, and just wait. And, and wait. Yeah. And just wait for his left guard or his, you know, who was uh, his other lineman, my boy over DeCastro. You remember DeCastro? I remember him on the One list of tough earlier this players. week. Yeah, Mr. Yep. Bellevue's on. So you can imagine how patient he is so you can let a guy like DeCastro get in front of him and just decapitate any of the defenders. So... Le'Veon Bell is very truly um, talented in the league. Not only his rushing style, but his receiving abilities. Right, he's they
1: got great be. hands out there. Runs a great route. He's got great you. hands for a running back.
0: Le'Veon Bell used that cocoa butter. I could tell he's a <laughs> cocoa butter hands user, baby. Get that Vaseline, Le'Veon, baby. You don't use Vaseline. You don't fumble. Use a cocoa butter, man. I'll tell you, man. Just a real couple of numbers I love about Le'Veon, man. His receiving numbers has been ridiculous ridiculous so 2000 last year he finished with about 12 1200 almost 1300 yards rushing right with nine tds nine tds but the thing that I was making so astonishing man he averaged he had over 85 reception 85
1: catches as a running back
0: 85 catches that's as a lot a running back last year with six, over 655 receiving yards that's add on to his rushing yards and he finished with two um, receiving TDs last year or with over 7.7 yards per reception. Now, this guy is a complete back, a complete, complete back. And the only thing is, why aren't you paying this man?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it has to be because the running backs, you know, their their careers are short and they're trying to get everything they can out of them. But if somebody should be paid, it's Le'Veon Bell, man. Le'Veon Bell.
0: Pittsburgh, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Le'Veon, he already mentioned this is last year with them. You know what? Yeah, he's hey, out. If you don't want it, if, nobody, if if you're somebody else's trash, you'll be somebody else's damn gold, baby. That's right. If somebody somebody you, will pay you. And Le'Veon will be the highest paid running back next season.
1: All right, so Le'Veon Bell from Pittsburgh coming in at number three. Guru, that leaves two uh, who, who ahead of him still. Who do you have at the number two spot?
0: Number two, my man Todd Gurley.
1: Ah, uh, Los Angeles Rams, great year last
0: Mr. year. Girlie, Mr. Gurley, uh, Mr. mister he's basically a West Coast version of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. You know, as far as the receptions, as far as the yardage, uh, as far as having that multitude assets as far as diversity in his skill set. He could be a receiver and a running back. So those two are very similar as far as skill set, uh, different ways they do it, but very similar as far as the end result. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. So, just so my boy, Todd Galley, had a hell of a season last year. Obviously, uh, he's the offensive player of the year for the league. Yeah, monster year last year. Monster. Over 1,300 yards rushing, 13 TDs. 13 TDs, man. And he only – he doubled that with –
1: 788
0: receiving yards.
1: 788 receiving yards coming out of the backfield. Out of the backfield. On top of all the all the work he was doing with his legs.
0: Exactly. That's so incredible. This guy almost did what, one of the most impossible things. Have a thousand, thousand. Thousand,
1: thousand. thousand.
0: You know, only LT, Marshall, guys like that have that capability. But Le'Veon and Todd Gurley. And just to give you a little bit, I put Le'Veon third for another instant. Because it's his contract year, because he's not happy, Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of worried about that situation. Yeah, he's already said he's not going to camp. Exactly. His agent already said this is his last year on the team. So every time I see this type of rift, uh, I don't really see that player having that significant of a season because he's one. He's looking for two things. One, he can't afford to get hurt because he don't have that deal. That's right. So some of those decisions he's going to make a lot of what we call business decisions <laughs> this season. So instead of getting that extra yard, he might be like, you know what? Let me take it. Let me step out of bounds here because something bad might happen yeah, and I it need, might cost my business. I need these ankles. So Todd girlie hell of a year. Appreciate what he does. Um, I think he is, as far as the running backs, I love his skills. I love his speed. I love, he could block, he could catch, he could do everything. Todd Gurley is one of my favorite running backs, and the way he's used, the way he's used with McVeigh. Unbelievable. So I see more and more success for Todd Gurley for the next couple of years.
1: All right. So that brings us to number one as we review our top five. We've got Leonard Fournette from Jacksonville. We've got Jordan Howard out in Chicago. Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. And Todd Gurley of the LA Rams at number two. I think that leaves another big name for us hanging out there, Guru. Who is the number one running back in the NFL as we right. head towards 2018?
0: And you know, the Guru. What do you think you know about the Guru? One thing you guys are going to know about the Guru, and everybody knows, he hates the Cowboys.
1: That said, they've been dominating your offensive line list, so I think I know where this is going. I you know
0: where this is going, and hopefully you won't see the the the, the, the foreshadow on if you see a lot of Cowboys. I don't know what the Guru is thinking of the NFC East <laughs> this year, but this is obvious. This guy is the scariest player in the NFC East, if not the most scariest player in the whole football when this Nick guy Foles.
1: played.
0: <laughs> no? No, that's not the boogie. Oh, my bad. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. You can't have Christmas without saying Ezekiel. <laughs> you can't have Christmas. Santa Claus can't come to your home without the word Ezekiel. <laughs> my man, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Keep feeding him. Keep feeding him. As much as I hate the Cowboys. I respect this man's skill set, man. Yeah, right.
1: He's he's a he's fun to watch, and he is tough to stop. Is he's, he's the guy that you don't? If you're playing the Cowboys, he's the one that you keep your eye on. Like, just just look out for him. And the thing is,
0: with the uh, with Des Brown finally getting out of there, Dak now realized the whole team is Zeke. Yeah, the whole team is Zeke. That means we're gonna see more Zeke. We're gonna get fed, and him having the best left tackle, the best arm center, and one of the best guards in the entire league. He's gonna. They're going to open up holes. That left side is going to be dominant. I see Zeke leading the NFL again in rushing like he did his rookie year with over 1,600 rushing yards, over 5.1
1: yards of pop, and 15 TDs. Yes. His rookie year. Because last year we had all kinds of issues with Ezekiel Elliott that kept last him year, out, kept him uh, all kinds of
0: year, off-field issues. He, he played basically 10 games. Right. Basically 9 or 10 games. Still finished top 10 in rushing. <laughs> Still finished top, top 10. 10. He barely got over, th- he, ma- he missed it. He played 10 games, got 983 rushing yards. That's
1: pretty good for 10 games. Seven TDs. Yeah, that's pretty good for 10 games.
0: So you add another six games to that, Ezekiel Elliott would have been the NFL leading rusher again. So y'all mark this. Take this straight to the bank. And I ain't talking my Lord Banks, back. I'm talking about Take it to the G Unit Bank, baby. Cin Cin, beam. So there we are, our top Zika five running backs. Elliott will be the NFL leading rusher in 2018. Take that to the bank,
1: and the Guru is predicting over 1,500 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns. There you go. Our top five running backs Leonard Fournette, Jordan Howard, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, and at number one, Ezekiel Elliott. You got to tell us what you think of these. Do you agree? Do you not agree? Hashtag top five RBs. Get it in there. Let us know what you think. Tell Guru what he's wrong about, what he's right about. And I want
0: to hear all from the NFCEs. I'm calling all y'all out, all the fanbase. 10K for TTR. If you don't agree with the Guru, you better, you better comment and tell me. I want to hear from you. Why you don't agree with what I have to say?
1: And I'll get started with the Hall of Fame game, which you know doesn't count for much, but is going to get going there uh, in a well about a week and a, a half. Couple, yeah, about a week or two. We get that going, and we are all the players are reporting. So Guru, we're on the downhill here to uh, to the NFL season, looking good, looking good. And, and stay
0: tuned because next week' list is going to be the wide receivers. Ah, getting more sexy positions Ooh, in there. I love it. The wide receivers, man, the Lamborghinis of football, baby. The Porsches sure of football, man. They're only good and fancy when it look good, but you can't use them too much because then that maintenance is a mother. <laughs> that maintenance, you know, how La like Julio, AB, that maintenance of them pre donnas, man.
1: All right, so, Guru, that takes us to the two minute drill. Are you ready for this? <laughs>
0: Let's do this. Let's All right. roll.
1: So the two-minute drill, how we play the two-minute drill here on Trash Talk Radio is that this is our opportunity to talk about the things we didn't get a chance to talk about yet on the show. I put two minutes on the clock and I start lobbing questions at the guru. Are you ready? Let's get it, baby. Here we go. Guru, cornerback Darrell Revis announced his retirement after 11 years in the NFL this week. Your thoughts on Revis, and will we see him in Canton? Uh-huh.
0: Yes, <laughs> first ballot. one of the best to ever do it. As a former DB, we all love Revis Island. And I have to say this, ladies and gentlemen, Levis Islands is now closed.
1: Right, right. Leave your passport at home.
0: The island is on quarantine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, more football news. Uh, this week we uh, we got terrible news that Vikings offensive line coach Tony Sperano died unexpectedly this weekend. Guru, what does this mean for the Vikings season and for your wow, boy?
0: Man, my man Kirk Cousins. Right? This just happened like really breaking news. Yeah. I love me Tony S, man. I remember him from uh, the Dolphins being the head coach of the Dolphins got that boss mentality man that mafia the old tony Sperano, man um it's 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 sad man prayers to his family obviously um, and uh, we're gonna get more news about this because they said it's just something that happened unexpected.
1: Yeah, totally unexpected. Age fifty-six. Our, our hearts wow. go out to his family and to the whole Vikings. The organization. whole Vikings
0: organization, man. The, and I'm looking forward to that because the Vikings gonna have a now that give them an extra in, in, incentive as far as to make sure they have a crazy, out of this world season.
1: Very much could do that. Hey, speaking of the Dolphins, the uh, the Dolphins have uh, helped the NFL shoot themselves in the dick again this week with the uh, with the whole NFL uh, anthem policy. My question for you guru is how does the nfl make this go away how do they just get this off the pages and get back to football
0: uh you know how when is opening day? When is the kickoff? little after Labor Day. Labor Day? Yeah, That's when it's going to go away. You think? After Labor Day kickoff, we ain't going to worry about no anything. You know we're we going to worry about? Football. 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 <laughs> we we'll get back to football. You that's know, how we do I it. I know what the NFL is doing. they just trying to steal some little thing from Adam Silver. Sorry, Goodell. My man Adam <laughs> Silver is kicking your gluteus maximus.
1: <laughs> All right. So speaking of... Uh, of hang-
0: I'm not a football expert. There it
1: is. Hey, speaking of football, Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got called with a porn star this week, uh, dating a porn star out there in San Francisco. My question for you is, does it matter, and is this how a franchise quarterback acts? Yes,
0: it matters, man. First of all, you got that check now, Jimmy.
1: All right? I'm telling you, I'm
0: looking at you, Jimmy G. This is for you, buddy. You got that check. You know what you do? You get a cheerleader, buddy. Okay? <laughs> you get a cheerleader. What are you doing? You know who get the porn stars? The practice squad player. You know who get the porn squad? The guy that's when you were third string. <laughs> that's who get the porn star. You are a franchise quarterback. So
1: you know what that means? It means you get yourself a cheerleader buddy. I think it wants, it shows that he was the backup to Brady. Brady got a supermodel. Exactly. Jimmy G got a four. Yeah, that's star. what I'm talking
0: about, Jimmy G. You're, you're a supermodel type now. What how dare you gonna get something that
1: everyone on their mama in LA already pissed through? All right. So speaking <laughs> of that, let's uh let's go over to game time. Are you ready?
0: Let's do it. Oh, game, time. Uh, game time. Game time. Game time. Game on.
1: Game on. Game yeah. time. Sounds like game time to you do the three of us should play a game of stickball? All right, Guru, we are uh, playing a special round of game time this week, and we're running out of time, so we're going to go through it a little bit quick. This is the L.A. So Hot Right Now game with uh, with uh, LeBron going there and with Manny Machado going there. So we're going to play a little game uh, about Los Angeles, about the city of angels. So as always, He's here on game time right answers get us marv yes! wrong answers get us rabel
0: let's get it's this so let's get this
1: baby. all right question number one hey before any of the players could make the move to la most of the professional sports teams that play in the city of angels had to move there first which of the following teams was the first team to move to la was it the dodgers the clippers the lakers or the rams who was first to move to la the dodgers the clippers the lakers or the rams
0: holy smoke right First move to L.A.? First move to L.A. The Dodgers, the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Rams? Yep. I would go with the Lakers.
1: Ooh. Mister- it's no so good! Close. The Lakers moved in 1960. The Rams actually moved from a Cleveland in 1946 to play in Los Angeles. The mm-hmm. Cleveland Rams moved to Los Angeles and then elsewhere and then back. All right, question number two. Of all the teams in the four major sports leagues, which two in L.A. have never won a championship? Which two teams in L.A. have never won a the championship. The Rams? Uh, no, they won one, actually. Did they?
0: Yeah. What? No, I'm talking about NFL championship. Yeah. Uh, not yet. AFL. You
1: don't know, have to check oh, that. Oh, no, no. They you did, got the, the St. the Lu-
0: No, the St. Louis didn't count with Marshall Falk in them.
1: All right, so I don't have them. So which other two teams? Yeah, the St. Louis didn't count, man. Uh, we'll what see. Because
0: Marshall and in St. Louis, baby. <laughs> um, look, you forgetting the L.A. Chargers? I got them on the list. That's
1: one. Yeah. There you go. And uh, you got yeah. another one?
0: The one that any LA team has, they won a championship. And the LA Clippers. There yeah. you go.
1: Question number three. Athletes aren't the only people who make the move to California. Actors, enter- uh, entertainers, and musicians all flock to LA for their shot at fame. One of the most famous LA songs of all time is Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses featuring frontman Axel Rose. Where is Axel Rose from? Is he from Chicago, Indiana, New Jersey, or Oklahoma? Where Jersey. Is- Ooh, good guess. It's Mr- so good. Good. He looks like a Jersey guy. He's actually from Indiana. M- took a bus out to Los Angeles to become famous.
0: Hey, man, I know. Hey, I like you. My man, John Howard. And Axel Rose, baby. Are you
1: alumni, baby? Indiana, baby. <laughs> hey, the lure of Los Angeles doesn't just pull rockers, but rappers too. The question, guru, no hints. What? two rappers what two rappers both have songs called going back to cali i'm going going
0: back to back to cali cali biggie biggie's one of them and i'm thinking my man Tupac.
1: no you want to try again oh my it's god no good.
0: Dude, said I'm the going. original
1: the original going back to cali i don't think so LL Cool J, man. Oh my gosh. Ladies love. Ladies love Cool James. Hey, Biggie's version of that song appeared on his 1997 album, Life After Death, in which he says he's going back to Cali strictly for three reasons. Which of the following reasons was not one of the reasons that Biggie went to LA? Was it weather, women, Washingtons, or weed? Why did Biggie not go? Weather, women, Washingtons, or weed? Why didn't he not go? Yeah. Washington. That is correct. He's all about the Benjamins. Yes, he went sir. for the women, the weather, the women, and the weed. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number six. Despite having the worst traffic in the country, yes, worse than Seattle, in the movie Clueless, Cher's dad says everything in L.A. takes how long to get to? Is it 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour? Everything in L.A. is how far away? It's
0: an hour away.
1: Ooh, it actually is. It's so good. But he said 20 minutes. Everything in L.A. is 20 minutes, Cher. All right. finally no question, Guru. And you know there always has to be a Philly connection. Mm. So my question for you is the most famous story, Philly to L.A. story besides Kobe is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Guru, how much of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song can you sing?
0: Oh, man. Can you do any of it? Yeah, I could do a whole bunch of Fresh Prince. you going to give me some of it?
1: Oh, love. Give me some of it. Now, Now, this is a
0: story all now, about oh, how... Now. My life um, got twisted upside down, and I want to take a minute to sit right here so I can tell you how I became the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. in West Smith, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, born and raised, when I get in that playground, look at my days, and I got a little something, 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 and my mama got scared. <laughs> she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel-Air. And I her for a cab, and then and he came there. And then I told the cabbie, hey, tell me to Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> come up to the door and I look at a lot, and I look at my camera. And, so and now I'm the Prince of Bel Air. So
1: <laughs> Very close, Guru. You know what? I'm gonna give it to you because yeah. you got the first verse. Yes, and that sir. is the time we have this week on Trash Talk Radio. Our thanks to Luca from the Waterboy Report for joining us and talking all about the uh, the big trade and the other things. Next week on Trash Talk Radio, we got Guru's top five wide receivers as we head towards the season. Remember, you can find Trash Talk Radio everywhere. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. But the best place to find us is at TrashTalkRadio.com Our shout out to Appliano Production. Special thanks. Look for us on YouTube at the World of Sports Network. And remember, hashtag 10K for TTR.
0: Yes sir. Yes sir. Yes sir.
1: Until next time, I'm Lestro. And the Goon. Thanks for listening. TTR.
0: I'm going, going back to back to Cali, Cali, biggie.